Hey everyone, this is Nicole Darian. I'm from Chicago and welcome to the What Makes This Place Great podcast, a show about traveling to new places and figuring out what makes each place great. Hey everyone, welcome back to the pod. As always, thank you so much for listening and please remember to subscribe, share, and leave a comment or a review and this will help out a lot. I'm super excited because this episode will focus on one of the coolest and funkiest cities that I've been to, Copenhagen. It's actually my second time here. Um, The first time being three years ago, I was here with my younger sister a few years ago now but it was only for about 36 hours. So this time was much better. Um, I got to stay with my awesome cousin who's living and working here now. So it was a much more local and immersive experience for sure. Before jumping into the show, um, I thought that it would be appropriate to give a little life update and explain why I'm traveling right now. And I really hate when people do these, so I'll try and keep it brief. Um, but basically I stopped working in February a couple months ago and spent the entire month of March just getting my apartment ready to sublet, selling all of my stuff, uh, canceling kind of my whole life in Chicago and saying goodbye to friends and family. I worked on a couple side projects, uh, because early in May, I'm going to be beginning my Armenian birthright program in the capital of Armenia, um, called Yerevan. And yes, Armenia is a real country. It has real cities with real people living in them. Um, But anyways, uh, it's a really, really tiny country kind of wedged in between Russia and Turkey and Iran for the most part. But so anyways, Armenian birthright is for anyone. I think you have to be at least like one sixteenth or one eighth Armenian to do it. But basically the program flies you out. Uh, You stay with the host family. So it's super immersive. And then the program helps place you in volunteer work that's relative to your experience, whether that's in tech, in PR, in the arts, writing, social work, really they offer everything. Um, You take Armenian language classes depending on your existing knowledge already on the language. And then on weekends, uh, you go on excursions and trips with other volunteers in the program. You have until I think you're 30 or 32 years old to do it. So now is just a really good time in my professional and personal life, I guess. So I'm finally pulling the trigger on it and I'm just so amped up to get there. I'll be there for a minimum of about four months um, to get all the compensation for flights and all that. And then I can be there for up to a year with the program. So uh, we'll see how long I'm out there. I actually just got my job placement a couple of weeks ago. So I'll be with a startup software development company in the capital and helping out their product marketing team. Uh, they're, they're launching a couple new products this year, so I'm helping to get those off the ground. So it's pre- pretty similar to what I've been doing at home in Chicago for the last couple years, um, product management and product marketing, but I'll be a bit more on the creative end, which I'm super pumped about. And uh, it's just kind of hard to explain the meaning and big significance of the Birthright program and the you know the meaning that it has to an outsider. And I don't mean to sound like pompous or stuck up by saying that. Um, but it's just a huge, huge cultural thing. And it's really about serving my heritage and, um, you know, my, my background that's given me so much in my life. And now I get to give back to it. And, you know, I, as some of you know, who are close to me, I grew up surrounded by Armenian friends and family, um, going to youth group programs and events growing up. 
I went to Armenian camp every summer where we learned about the history and religious and cultural significance. And, you know, of course we did normal camp things as well, like play sports and make s'mores at night and all that. Um, but truly though, doing birthright is kind of a rite of passage for young Armenian adults. And, you know, it's just one of those things that, um, it's just this whole like side life that, you know, my friends in school growing up just didn't connect with, but I had this whole like other life, I guess. Um, but yeah, so I've been wanting to do this program since I was in school and I've just been wanting to do it forever. And I feel like for the last few years, I've just kind of been waiting for the right time to do it. And, you know, not that I'm not thankful for the job opportunities and friendships and relationships that I've built over that period of time, which I'm so, so, so thankful for. Um, but this is just finally the right time for me and I'm so pumped to get started. Um, but anyways, before I begin birthright, I'm traveling for about six weeks, visiting friends and family in Europe, and then heading over to Yerevan in the beginning of May. And a lot of you ask me this all the time, and I know you're wondering, so I'll just um, explain, you know, how do you travel so much? How can you afford it? Um, well, there's not really much to it. I just work and save my butt off and take PTO just like everyone else. I travel very, very, very cheaply, um, like very cheap in order to do it often. And I've really become, become a well-seasoned travel hacker over the last years, uh, as you'd say. It takes a little bit of experience and research to travel very cheaply. Um, but it's just this whole misconception that I've always wanted to bust that, you know, travel is expensive. It's really not, um, depending on how you do it. And I'm a pretty low maintenance and minimalist person, so I'm willing to, um, you know, be a little bit uncomfortable and and go the cheap route in order to save money and, um, you know, do more trips more often. Um, but as far as saving up to do trips, I live way below my means at home and really only spend money on my rent and electricity and food and my cell phone bill. That's pretty much it. Um, I don't do extravagant things. I don't really go out to bars. Like I just, I save my money for traveling and that's just the biggest, cause that's my biggest passion. Um, so it's, that's, what's worth it for me. Um, in addition to my full-time career at home, I had a side hustle job on the weekends to save even more money. Um, so therefore working seven days a week, I take my vacations and time off very, very seriously. <laughs> so anyways, um, I don't want this to be all about me. I really want to dive into how dope of a city Copenhagen is. Um, being the capital of Denmark, its population has around 1.3 to 1.4 million people. And Denmark as a country is consistently rated number one or two of the most happiest countries in the world, um, like happiest people in the world. And it's seriously so noticeable here. And I just don't get how living in the tundra almost year round produces such happy people, but I guess it's a thing here. Um, there's this really true sense of community here and the way in which homes are set up, for example, um, there can be like a set of apartments that all share one backyard. So the neighbors all know each other. They form great relationships. They're always outside chit-chatting and just sharing a communal space contributes to that happiness factor. It's really common that every night one family within this shared apartment complex will host dinner. So then all the families get together for dinner and they're just constantly interacting and there's that community feel uh, at all times. 
It's also one of the most bike-friendly cities in the world, um, with bike lanes pretty much on every single street. It's actually extremely uncommon to not own a bike or to not bike to and from work, um, to friends' houses, or to and from the bars at night. It's really, really interesting. Um, It's kind of a, a whole culture here. That being said, though, the public transit system is also extremely efficient, just like in most European cities. So all in all, it's a very clean, eco-friendly, really progressive city, very forward-thinking in terms of recycling, um, plant-based and organic food. That culture here is amazing. My cousin and I had so much amazing vegan food, and I was just in heaven the whole time. The food was awesome. Um, you also don't really see many homeless people on the street as you would think for a big city because taxes are extremely high for the wealthy and they just have this idealism of everyone helping everyone out. Um, something that we all say we want to try and accomplish in the U S but also knowing that that's just a huge paradigm shift, um, in the way that we, that we've always operated. So I definitely loved Copenhagen more this second time around, mainly because I had more time to see and do everything. And I got to stay and catch up with my awesome cousin, Mikael. Um, It's a really quirky city, great music, um, great art scene, good food. The people are definitely what you'd expect for Scandinavia. Um, Tall, beautiful, and perfect. (laughs) Um, My cousin took me to a ping pong bar one night with his coworkers. And I was definitely the only tourist there among all of his coworkers and other locals. And it was just so, so dope. Uh, We also went to an improv show one night, which was awesome. We did tons of sightseeing together, um, hit a few museums. There's actually this really cool design museum that we hit, which was um, pretty awesome. So Scandinavian and Nordic interior design and furniture design is super unique and um, an idea that's becoming more and more popular all over the world. So they take these ideas from Japanese culture of very sleek and minimalist and contemporary furniture design and kind of the idea that less is more. That's And uh, so this idea has uh, really evolved over the last few decades. Um, There is this one room that we walked into that's kind of like a big capsule and it's just full of chairs on display. And I guess Danes have this thing with chairs and they build them with the intention that they're supposed to be an expression of their owners, of the chair's owner's personality, Uh, whether the chair is like small and lightweight or big and imposing, or it has color. Um, I just thought that this was super, super unique and um, really interesting to see. So I want to start getting into the conversations that I had now. Um, For the first one, I interviewed my cousin, Mikhail. He's from Los Angeles and went to UCLA for undergrad, and he just finished his master's at Carnegie Mellon in Pittsburgh um, in energy and public policy. And now he has an internship in Copenhagen for the next six months with the UN in their energy department. So he's helping to implement more efficient and um, eco-friendly strategies for other UN offices all over the world, which is just so awesome. (laughs) Um, He's renting a room with the Danish family in a cool area of the city. And he's basically a walking textbook when it comes to Danish history and art and architecture. It's um, just so great hearing. He's only been there for a couple months now, and he already is so well adept to the city. Um, it was so awesome to catch up with him. We're we're the same age, and we've um, uh, just kind of like gone through like life together. And um, yeah, it just really awesome to catch up with him and uh, learn so much about Copenhagen as a whole. 
So the second conversation is with another American expat, actually, uh, Carl. He works at a cafe next door to Mikhail's apartment. So we were there every morning for coffee, of course. Um, he's originally from San Francisco and married a Danish woman. So now he's uh, they're living in Copenhagen together. He was so sweet and uh, definitely gave me some good recommendations on where to eat and good things to do while in the city. So without further ado, I'm excited to share this episode with everyone and I give you Copenhagen. So today I'm interviewing my cousin and fellow Armenian, Mikhail. Um, he just moved to Copenhagen a couple months ago now for an internship with the UN, very casually. Um, so he's been here for a couple months now, and he's living in the neighborhood called Osterboro. Um, it's about a 10-minute bus ride from the city center. Um, so great neighborhood, really cute, like cafes and residential. Um, so I just want to get his take on his time in Copenhagen so far. Um, he's here till the end of August. So um, the weather is slowly but surely warming up and it snowed actually the last couple of days. So, um, and today is actually a lot nicer. So I'm going to ask him a few questions about his time so far. Um, so what do you like about Copenhagen so far? Like how have you assimilated being from the U.S.? And um, I guess, how's your experience thus far? Sure. Well, first of all, thanks for having me. Um, I've been here today for this is my two month anniversary of being here, um, and I have really enjoyed my stay so far. Um, probably the thing I like the most is just in terms of Danish culture. There's a very strong sense of um, community, um, whether that's in the architecture, like buildings and apartment buildings will be inward facing, and there'll be courtyards where people interact with each other um there's a sense of safety uh, i think danes look out for each other um you know for as an example uh, parents will keep their 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 kids uh, outside of cafes if they're having a quick coffee um and just watch them from inside uh just because they know that nothing will really happen to them um and also just uh again on on safety um biking is really huge in copenhagen just the way that the city is is laid out um and cars and buses are very conscious of bikers um i think that's probably my favorite part i mean the communal aspect of it but specifically biking um i've i've heard and i can confirm now that it's of the or probably the most bike friendly city in the world um, at least in Europe by far. Um, there's bike lanes everywhere. Um, it's healthy, it's cost efficient, and, and the way the city's laid out is very encouraging of biking. So I think that's my favorite part, just exploring little neighborhoods here and there, um, going to different even cities or, or, or towns by biking. Um, that in addition to my work at the UN, which is really gratifying and interesting. Um, I think just using my bike to explore little nooks and crannies of it is, is great. Um, in terms of assimilation, I think uh, it's, <laughs> at first it's, it, 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 I don't want to say hard, but uh, everyone speaks English here. So yeah. it's not like you, there's no pressure to 
to speak Danish. Um, I thought I would need to learn some before I, I got here, but everyone from a young age knows English, so it's pretty easy to get around and communicate. Um, but they're very welcoming of, of, uh, of uh, foreigners in general um, in terms of wanting to teach people about their food, their traditions. There's a ton of different traditions um, and, and, and it very nice people. I mean, in terms of, you know, if you ask for directions, you won't get turned away or people don't look down on tourists, um, I would say. So in terms of assimilation, it's, it's fine. Um, at the UN, it's a really international working environment. Right. Um, so that definitely is, is interesting as well. Like I learned a little bit about Danish culture outside work, and then at work, I'm exposed to all these other you know, people from different countries. Um, and they have different experiences based on how long they've been in Denmark or if this is their first time in terms of assimilating. But uh, yeah, no real problems with being here for yeah. the most part. Have you noticed that, um, well, Copenhagen is rated like one of the happiest uh, cities and Denmark in general is rated the one of the happiest countries on earth. Like, do you notice that happiness um, like in your everyday life here? Or I guess like are the people um, like outwardly nice to you or how exactly does that work? Yeah, that's... The happiness factor. Right, that's definitely one of the kind of known famous things about Denmark, especially in the past few years of it being on all the happiness and wellness indexes, um, it's the happiest. And I, I can definitely say that I've, I've noticed that. Um, again, people feel safe. Uh, the way the city's laid out, um, very easy to get around, and people are in general quite nice. Um, I, when I, I'm, I've, I've been interested in this concept of Danish happiness, and, I, and I, I've looked it up and I've read it up, read up on it, and there's this Danish uh, word called Hygge, H-Y-G-G-E, uh, which means um, kind of like this feeling of coziness yeah, and yeah. community, and I think it really stems from just, it's a, it's a smaller country, five million people, um, most people are Danes here, ethnically Danish, maybe like more than 80%, at least 80%. Um, and they they just want to look out for each other, uh, whether that's the maybe the weather, and just how kind of harsh it is sometimes. Or they just like maybe they're indoors and they're with family or friends. They like spending time in, inside. Um, the drinking culture is big. Uh, that that there's just a sense of, of community that I think contributes to that happiness that makes it different from other, especially European, but in general world yeah. countries. Um, so I can I can definitely see say that I've, I've, I've seen that 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 Hugo that, that that sense of, of community, of, of community yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is really cool and I haven't seen that in any other in any other uh, country yeah that's awesome what's like your favorite activity that you've done so far in Copenhagen or like a few favorite activities or what do you like to do in your free time sure uh, biking again yeah. is is just so much fun mm-hmm. um, I, I really do enjoy just going on a bike looking at on the map of just any general direction that I haven't been to yet and yeah. then just heading there because just because it's so easy you can get to one part of the city or the other part of the other side of the city in maybe 20-25 minutes yeah. that's uh, what I like too it's a very like compact city the public trans is awesome so definitely easy, yeah. the metros the buses they run during the day every five to ten minutes later on they'll run every half hour hour but mm-hmm. always they'll, they'll, there will be a way to get home for sure um I do enjoy the, the the going out and kind of nightlife. It's very kind of again kind of same thing. It's, I mean, they're they're heavy on beer and, and 
locally brewed beers, but it's 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 very you know it's it's a very traditional thing to just be at a bar late with your friends and and just just hang out and have a good time, um, or or with your family, just your community. Um, the bars are open late, maybe until three or four a.m., and then it's just a very common thing to to you know bike home. People, I'll see people singing, dancing outside bars, and yeah. even in the train stations. Uh, even though it's really cold outside, they know that as long as they're with their friends and their family, and super they've super had a good meal or drink, they're, yeah, they'll be safe and they, they feel good and happy. Exactly. So that's 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 another really fun thing to do. In addition to, of course, the historical sites. Um, there's uh, nearby, a little bit outside the city. There's more Viking history, but in the city, uh, there's a lot of castles, palaces, things things to do with the, the royal family right. that's based in Copenhagen. Um, really cool parks, I think. Green spaces in the middle of, of, of the city. Uh, really cool to check out, too. But yeah. overall, plenty of, plenty of things to see. Exactly. Um, is there anything that you might dislike about the city? Or living here in general? I don't want to blame the weather because you can't really get away from it yeah, but being climate, from LA right. you're you're <laughs> a little bit out of your comfort zone a little bit I mean yeah. the climate for the most part in the fall and winter is, is it's not that harsh but it is pretty cold right. um, and it's right on the water um, facing kind of like the, the Baltic Sea area so it is pretty windy mm-hmm. um, besides the climate I mean not really that much yeah. to, to, to dislike um, smoking is pretty uh, kind of accepted yeah. and common, yeah. and in a lot of bars and restaurants, people will be openly smoking, and that's sure. that's just fine and legal. Um, which I mean, I have a little bit of a problem with, but that's just the culture, yeah. so that's that's fine. Um, one thing that one like some bystander or someone from the outside looking in might say is that the taxes are really high. How could you want to live in some place like that? Because sometimes the the rate is up to 50 percent of people's incomes. Yeah. But that's just again part of their culture like there's a sense of wanting to to contribute to this like greater good that can of course send money get you benefit to from it um in terms of like healthcare, education things like that and make sure your kids can grow up in a really you know nice society um good community but um some some might say that the taxes are too high but i know i've read about how some danes are totally fine with the taxes right. some even want higher taxes just so yeah. they can secure things like healthcare, education things are so that are such like contentious issues in, exactly. the, in the u.s for example but. like I've, I've i've read in the past that um like doctor doctors and physicians can actually make less than like janitors because they're just taxed so much on their income so I, yeah i had never heard crazy, of that yeah. i'm not surprised yeah, yeah that's yeah it's insane it's like that greater good theme like kind of coming about again um just everyone wants to help each other and like communal homes and everything like that um and then for the final question what does home mean to you one more thing that i don't like as much um it's kind of ironic because at the same time that there is this communal feeling Mm -hmm. um if you're a foreigner and you're here for a long time and you're trying to get to know danes at first they might be a little bit cold yeah um or just not as very open but once you do get to know them and like take the time to like understand them and their story, yeah. um, they're pretty warm and welcoming. So that's yeah. that's that, that's nice. That's interesting. I feel like that could go at, in any culture. You know, you're you meet someone that's not like you or from somewhere else and speaks a different language, and you're like, what does this kid want? Or like, is he actually trying to learn the language or trying to learn the history? So I can definitely like understand that from like other cultures' standpoints too. So 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah, exactly. Like I think when when they realize that you're there for a long time or you want to be open to learning the language and not just speak English, then they'll be open to you. And then what does home mean to you? (laughs) Home is, I think, wherever you feel welcome and um, comfortable. I know that's maybe a general description of it, but from being in different cities or countries, I just feel like wherever you emotionally feel at peace and welcomed by the people there um, that that's it and and it doesn't necessarily need to be tied to one place it could be multiple places so I think definitely family and friends obviously play a huge part in that so for me that's uh, Los Angeles that's of course that's where I grew up but um, just in general I feel like I know the neighborhoods and friends in different parts of the city and family is mostly based there so that's home yeah but at the same time um, you know I, my family before that came from uh, Western Armenia, which is like currently in Turkey. Um, so I would consider Western Armenia and and uh, the current Republic of Armenia to be also another home, just because mm-hmm. that's I know where um, my family originally came from. And mm-hmm. whenever I go there, I you know speak the language. Uh, I know exactly like what the food is. So also how to get around. I do feel at home there. Yeah. Um, but I can also say that uh, if, if you're a, you know, a tourist or like a serious backpacker and you find some place that you really enjoy mm-hmm. and maybe you're, you've gotten to, taken the time to get to know the people there for maybe a couple months or, or some time and you feel at peace there, then that could be home too. Exactly. Um, I, I mean, maybe that sounds a little optimistic, but I do think that that, that does fall under my, at least my definition of, of home, just wherever you feel welcome um mostly emotionally and um maybe even spiritually if it's like a place that's important to you in a religious sense but uh just emotionally usually that is tied to family and friends but um yeah i would say that's my definition of home awesome that was perfect thank you so much that was awesome So I'm here with Carl in Copenhagen. He works at uh, the lovely cafe that's right next to my cousin's apartment. And I've been in here a few times now to get my usual Americanos. And um, super nice. He's from San Francisco, actually. And he's living and working here with his wife and his soon-to-be child on the way, daughter on the way. Yeah. So I wanted to ask him a few questions about... um, his time in Copenhagen so far and what he likes about the city and what are your, some of your favorite things to do? Well, uh, my experience in Copenhagen has been really good so far. You know, they have some uh, really good food. And what I love about the city is a really old city, so there's a lot of architecture and a lot of nature. And we're back. So I was just asking Carl what his favorite things are about Copenhagen and what he likes to do in the city. Okay, my favorite thing is about Copenhagen is really to um, walk around the sightsee because it's a really old city, mm-hmm. so they have a lot of old buildings. Some of them have been up since the 1600s, and it's really nice, especially when the weather is nice. It's nice to just go ahead and take a walk up by the lakes or go through King's Garden and nice. yeah, just see the sights and soak up the sun. That's really cool. What uh, brought you out here in the first place? I know your wife is Danish, so did she kind of bring you out here, or how did you meet, or how was that whole 
thing? How did that happen? Well, yeah, I'm out here because of my wife. She's Danish. Yeah. And it's, like a lot of guys, I've come to find out, <laughs> they uh, meet a woman, fall in love, yeah. and then come out here. Happy wife, happy life. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. You know the saying. Yeah. But no, me and my wife, we met in the States. Uh, mm -hmm. I was living in Sacramento at the time. She was out there visiting the family. Cool. And we met and we kept in contact and was flying back and forth for like over two years. Oh, my and gosh. Yeah, then we, that's awesome. Yeah, then we decided to just go ahead and make that move. Yeah, and, pull the trigger. Yeah, yeah. Awesome, awesome. Um, what do you think is like the most unique thing about Copenhagen since you've been here? Like, how does it differ, I guess, from from back home? I think it differs because out here there, a lot of people say, for instance, that um, ride bikes. Like out in the states where we're from, everybody's really relying on their cars and vehicles to right. get around. And in the states, it's more of a place of convenience. Mm -hmm. Out here is is different. People are more health conscious. I see. I feel and. Yeah. They get around in their their bikes, and it's just a different vibe out here. Right, right. I've definitely noticed that, too. There's bike lanes absolutely everywhere. Everyone owns a bike. There's bike racks outside every yeah. workplace. and You'll see you, ladies 90 or, or 80, 70 years old still riding bikes, yeah, getting around. And, yeah. yeah. That's what I like about it, too. Everyone is health conscious. Restaurants are very, like, um, progressive and, and vegetable forward, and I definitely noticed that, too. Um, what's maybe your least favorite thing about Copenhagen? My least favorite thing so far is just the weather. Yeah. Yeah, the weather is completely different from where I'm from. Yeah. You know, being in California is the golden state, so we get a lot of sun. And, right. And also in California, um, there's a lot of produce that we grow out there that we actually don't get out here in uh, Denmark. Oh, really? Yes, yeah. yes. They have to import more of their produce from, gotcha. like, say, like Spain or some other countries sure, like sure, that. Sure, sure, That probably drives up the price a little bit. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Prices go up a little bit higher for those. Yeah. Um, and you don't get the basic, um, some of the basic things that you, you know, take for granted in the States that you don't get right. out here. Yeah. Everything is kind of at your fingertips. You can get groceries delivered. You can, yeah. I mean, it's, you yeah. sometimes don't have to lift a finger yeah. In, yeah. at home yeah. in the U.S. Yeah. Exactly, so. yeah. <laughs> um, and then the final question, um, what, where do you call home and, like, what, what do you constitute as home? Oh, what do I call home? Well, I believe home is... Pretty much based, you could live anywhere, you can make home anywhere. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just a place where you lay your head, really. But I believe what really makes home is the people that you surround yourself with, you know, your family, your friends, your loved ones. Yeah. And they say home is where the heart is. So my heart's out here in Denmark. So good. That's <laughs> so, so good to yeah, hear. Bring my, this make my home for now. Yeah. Nice. This is kind of your home base. And yeah, we'll see what happens. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. There you have it, everyone. That was Copenhagen, Denmark. And I just love this city so much. It's super unique, funky, hip, and I definitely recommend hitting it at some point. Um, I hope I gave you some good insight into how great of a city Copenhagen is. And um, I just really, really loved it. I hope I'll be back at some point. So I had so much fun here and um, stay tuned for the next episode. As always, be sure to share it and leave a review, subscribe, comment, everything. Give me all your feedback. <laughs> I'm only just beginning my travels and I'm excited to share even more. Stay tuned. Thank you.
I got fire. 